Episode 69, Mars Orbiter Mission. Hello and welcome to AstroTalk UK. ATUK is a not-for-profit amateur astronomy podcast produced by me, Gurubir Singh, an amateur astronomer based in the UK. For more information, see the About and FAQ pages at www.astrotalkuk.org. Dr. Anudurai is the program director for the Mars Orbiter mission launched in 2013 by the Indian Space Research Organization. He served as the program director for the 2008 Chandrayaan 1 mission to the moon and is continuing in that role for the Chandrayaan 2 currently in development. This interview was recorded in his office at the ISRO's Satellite Centre in Bangalore on the 26th of March 2014, after Mars Orbiter mission had been launched, but before it arrived at Mars. You've been referred to as the father of the um, moon missions. How do you feel about that title? No, I, I don't know how much I am. Uh, this only people are in the on of love they are talking about. But it basically, I think uh, uh, it's uh, really, really better of pride to be a part of the Indian first mission to the moon. Okay, being a project director of the mission, uh, definitely a part of that mission. I was really uh, feeling happy, uh, no doubt on that. And that made the paved the way for the uh, his, his India's uh, aspiration to go beyond the, into the space. Okay, even for the mission like Mars, I think that is a yeah. huge see. And you quite rightly say it was the very first mission, yeah, yeah. and so far the only mission to the moon. Yeah. And it was launched in 2008, quite some time ago. And the mission was, in all accounts, uh, very successful in terms of science, international collaboration, and it was a great boost to the nation and a lot of individual students involved in the space as well. What do you think, one single aspect of the success of Chandrayaan 1 do you think is the most important? No, you look at uh, overall the success of the mission is uh, uh, both uh, scientifically as well as uh, overall uh, is concerned. Discovery of water uh, on the surface of the moon is definitely uh, a great thing. Mm. And it means so much for the future generations. Exactly, exactly. Chandrayaan yeah. um, was in 2008. Chandrayaan 2, what's the status of that mission now? Yeah, uh, Chandrayaan, after Chandrayaan 1, Chandrayaan 2 uh, went with that uh, basically a logical extension to have a lander and have a rover on the moon. Mm-hmm. That's the idea in China. And uh, in, in this part, Chandrayaan 1, we had the collaboration with the various uh, 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 international partners. And Chandrayaan 2, uh, the partner, which, uh, Russia was not a part of Chandrayaan 1. Chandrayaan 2 basically came with the Indo-Russian collaboration. That is the more we arrived at. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, due to the uh, their uh, the problems within the Russian uh, thing are, uh, things like that, uh, it is getting delayed. Because they want to reconfigure the mission slightly in a different way and the schedule was not matching. So it calls for a mid-court correction uh, where the overall mission is concerned. So uh, now the recap, probably we are looking to the reconfiguration slightly differently, mm-hmm. wherein it's an all-Indian mission, right. wherein the launch by us, orbiter by us, rover, 
lander bias like that. Oh, so, it is, right. uh, so it's slightly reconfigured. Right. So accordingly, it may take another two years. Uh, no, redefinition because of redefinition. Oh, okay. uh, it is slightly right. getting delayed. And one thing uh, on Chandrayaan one, as you said, it was the first mission to the moon. It was the first mission for Israel beyond Earth orbit. Yeah. What challenges? Did you have to overcome for that particular aspect of the mission? It's so far away relative to the previous missions. Yeah, because all along our missions are either remote sensing or communication is Earth oriented mission. Uh, the first time going away from the uh, basically capturing around the moon, basically lunar capture itself is a challenging thing. If you really look at uh, you know, the previous we have before Chandrayaan, if I recall, nearly 16 missions have gone to the moon at uh, 16 admissions. Mm-hmm. But uh, initial attempts were not uh, that much successful. Uh-huh. Uh, considering that, yeah. uh, we are making the first attempt. We have to make a, a success. That, that was the real thing. Mm-hmm. And over and above that, even within our uh, uh, missions, also remote sensing and communication, mm-hmm. we, we used to carry only one or two instruments. But this time, we carried a fairly good number of instruments. Mm-hmm. Uh, equal contribution, both the uh, national as well as international uh, laboratories. Mm-hmm. So this made really a challenge to bringing all the instruments together, making it work, integrate, you know, taking it to the within the stimulated uh, time and uh, uh, money. So right. there's a real big challenge. That we have made it yeah. And I think it won some awards because of uh, yeah. that international collaboration yeah. as well as the scientific success. One of the things that's keeping you very busy these days is the Indian mission to Mars, the Mars Orbiter mission. What's the state of play with it right now? Yeah, I think presently the mission is uh, uh, doing well, it's cruising towards uh, Mars. Uh, basically, basically, this is uh, uh, now in, in Indian heliocentric phase around the uh, sun it is uh, moving, but uh, uh, as of now everything is uh, going normal and we expect uh, uh, in uh, September uh, we will be able to capture the uh, Martian orbit uh, as planned. I think. Otherwise everything is going well and in between once in a while we are switching on and calibrating the instruments also. And as on today, uh, yesterday we had a review of the, all the instruments, how it doing well right. en route to the uh, Mars. And I think the initial signatures indicate all the instruments, the instruments are uh, doing well. The images that was published from the Mars Orbiter mission whilst it was still in Earth orbit yeah. was published. Beautiful picture yeah. of the Earth. You didn't take a picture, of, uh, Mars Orbiter mission didn't take a picture of the Earth-Moon system as it was going away from the Earth. Mm-hmm. Did it not do that? I think we are, we are not, we are not, we are not, because that opportunity didn't come, I think. I see. Okay, okay. okay. Well, I mean, then now, now what is happening is now when it is going, uh, uh, in the cruising phase, when we are going, uh, we would like to give minimum disturbance to the spacecraft because uh, uh, we, we will want to preserve the fuel as much uh, as, 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 as possible. So, any small disturbances accordingly have to account for the overall orbit discussion. So, the plan is to keep it as it is and keep moving towards that. And uh, Very sensible. Very sensible. Yes. Whilst it was still in Earth orbit, it was in Earth orbit and picked up uh, gravity assist by six orbits. On the fourth orbit, there was a slight problem and it didn't pick up the uh, energy, the yeah. speed was it required. What was the cause behind that? Yeah, if you recall uh, the thing, uh, we have already uh, told it also very clearly. Mm-hmm. The basic message is uh, we, are, we want to energize all the redundant system also during the same time. Because this is how when we are near the Mars in orbit, the time delay is fairly big. Real time you cannot operate, you cannot react. Yeah. So ensure all the both main redundant systems work together. Right. And uh, uh, 
make sure that similar thing happening there. Right. But, um, uh, but but unfortunately, the first time we are doing such an operation, uh, any one of our missions there, mm -hmm. uh, when we energize that, uh, uh, especially the two uh, the coils, yeah. which mm -hmm. has to energize the valves of the uh, 440 Newton engine, mm -hmm. and uh, there was some uh, issue of the polarities, right. which it has said. And, uh, uh, unfortunately, there was not tested the way in, way in which it was tested, but separately. The one at a time was tested. But both were energizing simultaneously, each was opposing the other activity. Because of that, effectively, the valve didn't open. Originally, why you were done is, we energized both the coils. In case one of the coils not working, other coil will take. That is the idea. Now the plan is something like this. You energize coil 1. In case it is not coming, within a few milliseconds, we will be able to understand. Because it is not enough to us. Then switch off that and bring the other one. So onboard computer has been accordingly modified, uh, software has been accordingly modified. So that uh, one will be watching for uh, happening, how it is effective happening there. Not happening, you bring the other one. So that without ground intervention, uh, that can go, that function can take place. One, so, uh, one last question on the uh, Mars orbiter mission. Um, when it was launched, uh, on the day it was launched, the liquid apogee motor you mentioned was fired, and it's been fired several times since then. The last time it has to fire is when it arrives at Mars on the 24th of September. That will be a 10-month gap between the first yeah. firing of the liquid engine yeah. motor and the then firing. And although it's a very reliable motor, uh, it's never had uh, that kind of uh, time gap between the first and final firing, has it? Okay. Yeah, in flight, yes, we didn't have such a uh, requirement was not the previous missions. Yeah. Uh, Chandrayaan is in a early a week or two <laughs> later. But whereas here we have to fire nearly 10 months later. But however, what we have done is we have made a fairly good number of three, four engines in the ground. We, we underwent the test. We have underwent the test because once we know uh, this is the only thing we identified which is a major uh, uh, deviation from the other missions. This is the only thing. So we have identified two, three um, uh, uh, similar engines uh -huh. in the ground. We have a good confidence system so far. So the testing you've done here yeah, on the yeah, ground. And yeah. um, you, you mentioned uh, in uh, Chandrayaan 1 there's a lot of international collaboration in terms of the science package. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, these are all Indian Israel instruments. But do you have any collaboration in terms of communication relay with NASA or ESA as part of the... Uh, uh, yeah, overall mission point of view, yes, we had the uh, collaboration with the uh, uh, Deep Space Network uh, uh, of uh, NASA stations, mm -hmm. all the three from Goldstone, Madrid and Kanpara is a part of uh, our network uh, uh, to track the, the system to update our which point of view. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, we, do for, we do use that uh, uh, in this mission also. And I suppose it's works both ways. There are times when NASA or European Space Agency needs help and I know India has a, an extensive and growing deep space network as well. So yeah. it works both ways? Yeah, yeah. We, I think many of the low earth missions and also the communication missions, uh, our ground stations are already part of the uh, other international partners. And uh, we do, I think, uh, some sort of access already is on. Uh, probably in the years to come, uh, uh, our Bangalore DS and also may be part of the uh, international other partners' uh, planetary mission. I think it's not days are not very far. Touch on. I know you do so much in many other areas, but just to touch on the science missions, I know you're involved in some respects are uh, dealing with the 
upcoming science missions, the Astrosat and the DITA-1. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what those two missions are, uh, are about? Yeah, Astrosat is basically a full-fledged uh, astronomy mission, mm -hmm. uh, wherein the visible to UV, hard X-ray, uh, the wider spectrum of high instruments, right. the full wavelength, uh -huh. uh, it, it, it has the instruments to look at the uh, cosmic system mm -hmm. and to understand that. Uh, that point of view, that is the instrument is already in the final stage of integration. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, the satellite will be ready by year end or early next year. So right. that that's the uh, right. more the satellite is already in the uh, very very final stages of integration. I see. And uh, then we have the mission Aditya, uh -huh. where uh, solar uh, solar uh, solar uh, chronography to study is right. uh -huh. And uh, that mission also probably. Uh, another three, four years from now, which is basically a conceptual stage, you know. And uh, we are thinking of putting in an in Indian alone uh, uh, Lagrangian point and mm -hmm. see a continuous visibility of the sun. That is for the solar study. Right. That, that's going up. And, uh, this is also part of the science upcoming missions. And, and it's not, uh, I think many people around the world weren't aware of the Indian space program mm -hmm. until the Mars mission. And I know that although these are Aditya and Astrosat are pure science missions. There's a tradition within Israel. These, these aren't the first science missions. You've done many before it in yeah. the past, haven't you? Yeah. You know, that way you look at here, uh, even our first mission itself is some some sort of a uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, thing, Aryabhat uh, yeah. is an uh, X-ray mission by Professor Rao. Yeah. So, uh, we started with that uh, science mission, but uh, afterwards it's become more, uh, more more and more of a societal needs mm -hmm. once we build up the system. So, uh, that way you look at here, the science missions are playing only a small fraction of the overall effect. Otherwise, predominantly, the remote sensing or communication missions meant for societal applications. Vikram Sarabhai's view of uh, space uh, objectives, space objectives for India, was to help the common man. Do you think it's fulfilling that role? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think if you look at here, uh, India uh, definitely, India is the one country where the last two industrial revolutions it last using the benefits. So now we have to go leapfrog the uh, overall uh, system to catch up the world. Mm -hmm. So that way we feel uh, uh, the space is the one uh, vantage point which will help the people to help it. Either in terms of, uh, India is like where the number of uh, school rooms, you'll get classrooms are much more than any, any, any part of in the world. And even the medical healthcare system also calls for a fairly good number of people to attend to them. Mm -hmm. And this, for example, these are all things where, for example, tele-education, uh -huh. where the quality teacher can connect to the various nooks and corners of the villages. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I think it's happening there. Yeah. And we have the tele-medicine, it's happening there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, India is a country, vast country, where the human resources more, natural resources also has its own limitation. Right. So natural resources need to be managed properly. Mm -hmm. Uh, we feel the Indian remote sensing satellite is a backbone of the national resource management of the forecast. Many things are happening uh, to using the satellites. So that way, uh, today common made either in terms of education or health care or natural resources or the crop monitoring or even the fisherman to fish catch. I think the very many things are uh, space is connecting the common man in much better way. Uh, Dr. Anodurai, I know <coughs> you, uh, as well as being a dedicated scientist and engineer here, you take your time to explain and share what you do and, and, and uh, with everybody, including me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.